The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are live on Football Full Circle, live right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is the mastermind of the pigskin. That would be Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Lisi, week number nine of the NFL season is now in the books. That means the first half of the 2022 NFL regular season is now also in the books. We'll recap what happened. On a Monday evening in New Orleans between the Ravens and the Saints, that was the final game of the opening half of this 2022 NFL campaign. But, Joe, the story yesterday in the National Football League was first Frank Reich being fired by the Indianapolis Colts. We had that breaking news for you all out there on this show on FFC yesterday. But right as we went off air, Joe, we got the breaking news update to further the story in Indianapolis that Jeff Saturday was being named the interim head coach for Indianapolis. That story continued to unravel yesterday, Joe, capped off by a press conference on a Monday evening in Indy that was filled with entertaining quotes, questionable quotes, and things that just leave us saying, what? Because, Lisi, the situation in Indianapolis feels very, very peculiar at the moment. Yeah, it does to some, and I I talked about this last night with Carver, is that, you know, Jeff Saturday being named interim head coach, I don't have a problem with it, even if he has no head coaching experience in terms of the NFL or even college, for that matter, was a high school coach. He was an all-pro, was Super Bowl champ. It's not like we're talking some guy coming off the street that never played at an elite level in terms of the NFL game, and we've seen analysts like Deion Sanders go to Jackson State and just walk in and never really be an assistant coach or a head coach and then just have great success. We saw it with Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards was taking naps in between his takes for ESPN and became the head coach at Arizona State, right? So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I mean, maybe it wasn't the first choice, but I still don't have a problem with Saturday. I think he does have the background to potentially maybe rally the troops, and and this season is lost anyway. At the end of the day, Ben, it's going to come down to they don't have an elite quarterback. They have to develop the young talent, and you know we saw this situation with Cadillac Williams in terms of the college game where you get a former player, the, the team maybe will buy in from an emotional aspect, and you'll get the most out of them for the second half of the season. Only time will tell, but but a lot of people bashing the move. I really don't have that big of a problem with it. I do. 
I think it's a terrible look for the Indianapolis Colts organization specifically. I think it shows it is a dysfunctional organization where the owner, Jim Irsay, is allowed to do whatever he wants carte blanche. I think it's a bad look from that perspective. I think it's a terrible look for the integrity of their football team, for the guys in the locker room that still have nine NFL football games or eight NFL football games to play and lay their bodies out on the line for the second half of their season that have never met Jeff Saturday, have never been coached by Jeff Saturday, have never welcomed Jeff Saturday into their locker room. Yet their positional coaches, their coordinators are not getting this opportunity. John Fox is a member of Indianapolis' staff. He has led teams to Super Bowls. Gus Bradley is the defensive coordinator for Indianapolis. He at least has coaching experience in the National Football League. Bubba Ventrone is their special teams coordinator, who is a guy many people will look at as a head coach down the line in the National Football League. If you wanted somebody that just knew the organization, that had ties to the franchise, was a member of your ring of honor, look at Reggie Wayne. He's the wide receivers coach on your football staff already. And so because this is just Jim Ursay doing whatever he wants, what message, Joe, does that give your team? What well, message ask- does that show Indianapolis? How are these players right now, DeForest Buckner, Sam Ellinger, Stephon mm-hmm. Gilmore, Michael Pittman Jr., supposed to welcome Jeff Saturday in and say, all right, it kind of seems like they're just saying the season is done. We might as well look forward to next year. Well, let me ask you this. Were the assistant coaches and that group of players collectively stepping up as a unit? I mean, were they were they performing at an elite level? They're three and five no, and one. Absolutely All right, not. So that's that's the bottom line, guys. though. But that's the bottom line, Ben. They were not performing. So to say, oh, we'll just get an assistant coach to you know from Frank Reich's staff that was absolutely coaching down all season long. They needed a boost, and you know what? We're talking about an owner who's had his off the field issues, granted, but has given many opportunities to a number of different clo- coaches, including minority coaches in the NFL. So if we're looking at that, it's his move. I mean, if you owned a team, you wouldn't want to be told what to do by by the public or the fan base. It's his team. He makes the call, and at the end of the day, he's got an all-pro that became a Super Bowl champion with Peyton Manning. It's not like, you know, we got some scrub off the street. He's breaking down game film for ESPN. There's no guarantee he can't coach this team up just because the players don't know him. I mean... You're not wrong, necessarily, Joe, but you're showing to the rest of your staff that the credibility of having the experience they have all gone through this year and through OTAs and through minicamp and through training camp under Frank Reich means nothing. It doesn't matter if Frank Reich is no longer there. They fired him to make that change. That's the biggest change. We'll continue to discuss this next. Lisey's got me going here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back on Football Full Circle. Live right here on Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid Radio Network. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. A few more minutes continuing our conversation about Indianapolis, naming Jeff Saturday the interim head coach after firing Frank Reich yesterday. An eventful 24-hour span or so in Indianapolis. Lisi, my point more so being, in terms of the deserving nature of this. It's not necessarily that Jeff Saturday is not worth a shot or that Jeff Saturday is not going to go give it a 100% effort trying to lead this team to success. And he does, of course, know football. He's a six-time Pro Bowler, played 13 years for the Colts, 14 in the NFL in general. But it's more so the idea, even without any coaching experience at the college or pro level and a 20-16 and 16 record as a high school head football coach in the state of Georgia, despite all of that, Joe, despite all of that, I think it sends a poor message to your organization. Because, yes, you're right. Frank Reich and the staff that he had assembled, based on this year's record, clearly not working. 3-5-1 straight up this year. They are two games below 500. They were a minus 170 favorite to win the AFC South before the year got underway. Now they have the third best price at plus 800. They are far off from any of the goals or the hope or the optimism that they had entering this 2022 campaign. So yes, a change seemingly was needed. But when you look at this football team, when you look at this football staff, the guys that have been there and have put in the time during the summer months, during the offseason, that know at least what this current culture and locker room is for Indianapolis, I think it's an affront to the guys that have grinded, that also have their own career aspirations of rising up the coaching ranks. And Jim Ursay is pulling somebody that works at ESPN to become the head football coach. To me, that is a bad sign to your organization. Well, I take the other approach. Sometimes when you're close to something, especially when you're involved in the day-to-day, it's very cl- it's very easy to get blinded. You don't look at things objectively, okay? You're in the day-to-day, you're mired, and you're not looking at things outside the box to really give your organization or give your team an opportunity to win. And, and you know, to make the counterpoint, you could say, well, Jim Irsay wanted, he wanted a, just to really injuvenate the team with an outsider because because now, when you're sitting back, and obviously it's an outsider that is very close to the team, an outsider that has his heart and soul poured in with the organization to a degree, wants to see them succeed, he might notice things that maybe the out, the, the interim staff or the head coach didn't recognize. You know, strengths and weaknesses in particular areas. And I will say this, being a center, you know, they're responsible for all the line calls, right? When the center mm-hmm. goes down in the NFL, you have a backup or a third stringer 
Good luck with that. It's very difficult to find continuity. The one aspect with Indianapolis that is definitely not the strength this year happens to be the offensive line. So you bring in a former All-Pro center that maybe can you know help rectify that to a degree, not a skilled player, and a guy that has been breaking down film to find out the strengths and weaknesses. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I don't have a problem with it. And at the end of the day, it's the owner's call. I mean, you know, people want to bash Ursay, and that's understandable. But, it, you know, you put someone else in that type of situation where they have earned the right to be the owner and they're a billionaire, do you want somebody telling you who to pick for your head coach? Screw it. I'm going to pick whoever I want because that's what I feel the organization needs right here and right now, and only time will tell. It's not a full tag. It's not like we're giving them the head coach head coaching responsibilities for 2023. It's just keep the ship going. And if the players are focused and the coaches are dialed in, maybe then they'll coach it up and they'll get some wins the rest of the year. So, Lisey, let me ask you right here, right now, when you look at this Indianapolis Colts team from that betting odds perspective, they're a six-and-a-half-point favorite for Jeff Saturday's debut on a Sunday in the desert against Las Vegas. A six-and-a-half-point underdog, excuse me. Let me correct that right there. Vegas is the six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. So it's the Raiders and the Colts. Joe, a Las Vegas team that, yes, we were all optimistic about entering this year, but just a two-and-six football team to this point at the halfway point of the NFL regular season. Do you believe enough that Jeff Saturday can inspire this Indianapolis roster to have any confidence in backing them in his first game as an NFL head coach? Possibly. I mean, has Josh McDaniels done anything great in terms of three blown leads? No. I mean, they didn't even score in the second half of all of those ball games. Completely outcoached and no halftime adjustments. So at the end of the day, if they can run the football consistently, they're going to be in this ball game. Six and a half points. We're talking about an NFL game. And even though Carolina got blown out as a seven-point dog last week to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, that's a different offense. What we see this year with Derek Carr in, in Las Vegas, completely inconsistent, and we have a head coach that's reeling as well. So at the end of the day, if Joe Publix on Las Vegas, I most likely will be taking Indianapolis in this ballgame. Because he's not Joe Poe. He's Joe Mo, and he rides that at all times. Of course, he is Joe Lisi. So we'll continue to update this story as we get more information out of Indianapolis. Go read the press conference. Go read some of the sound bites and the transcripts from yesterday because Jim Irsay had a lot to say, and a lot of it was rather comical in an ironic fashion. So as we continue going here, Joe Lisi, one thing we did learn, by the way, for that matchup between Indy and Vegas, Sam Ellinger will remain the starter at quarterback. They are not turning back to the veteran in Matt Ryan despite the change in coaching staff. We ended off week number nine of the NFL regular season yesterday, Joe, in the Big Easy on a Monday night in New Orleans. The Ravens taking care of business on the road. A one-and-a-half-point road favorite in New Orleans, and they get the win over the Saints 27-13. Joe, for me, Maybe not reflected totally in the final score, but Baltimore held serve in that game, certainly in the second quarter, and even extended their lead in that second half. They looked like the far more formidable side, and that's been one of the biggest questions surrounding the flock this year. Their inability at times to close out football games. Now the Ravens have won three straight games. The last two weeks, they have taken control in that second half. How do you see Baltimore now at this halfway point with a 6-3 and record? 
Well, they're starting to gel, right? And the defense is actually playing a lot better than what I thought in terms of the, the first half of the season, right? They give up the large lead to Miami, and they lose that ball game. They give up another first-half lead to the New York Giants. They've sort of buckled down in back-to-back weeks against Tampa and New Orleans. They hit Andy Dalton early and often. I mean, just hit him on his back consistently, and they're much better against the run over the past couple of games. So as long as that can continue, I still don't love the pass game. I think if we're breaking down apples to apples, I still give the inside edge in the division to Joe Burrow and Cincinnati because I think they're more explosive in the passing game. But they're going to be there right in the end. And when you have Lamar Jackson playing as well as he has as well in terms of not turning the football over, they're going to be in ball games each and every week. So five, six and three right now atop the division, but still a lot more work to do. I think yeah. they have the opportunity to be a 10-win football team. I don't know 13 or even yeah. 12 wins on the horizon, but we'll see how it plays out. It'll be really interesting, Joe, to see how those divisional odds continue to shake out. Baltimore is six and three. Cincinnati, after blowing out Carolina, is five and four. It's a one-game difference at this moment in the standings in the win-loss column. But technically, Baltimore got the first win of this season in their series matchup against Cincinnati. So maybe a slight tiebreaker advantage at the moment. But, of course, they have to play each other for a second time this year. The Ravens are a minus 390 favorite, though, in the AFC North. I think you're finding really good value, if you would like, on the Bengals with a plus 440 number. I will say, though, for Baltimore having Lamar Jackson, that was probably the biggest distinguishing factor last night. Lamar versus Andy Dalton, and Lamar made play after play with his legs there in the second half, moving on to win that football game. 82 yards on the ground for Lamar Jackson, and it was big for the Ravens, in my opinion, to close out these football games because there are three losses this year Baltimore has held a double-digit lead at least at a certain point in each of those three football games. So to take care of business, to hold serve in the second half, that's a solid indication for Baltimore at this moment. More FFC up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back on Football Full Circle. Each and every week in the National Football League, we give you the midweek updates that already inform the value for your odds for the early lines in your Sunday slate. And of course, here we are, Joe Lisi, at the midway point of this NFL regular season. Nine weeks done, nine weeks to go in the 18-week campaign. A couple of injury updates around the National Football League, and a big one for one of the best quarterbacks Quarterbacks on one of the best teams in the league. Josh Allen on the second-to-last offensive play for Buffalo this past Sunday in the road upset that they suffered against the New York Jets with Gang Green winning outright as an 11.5-point favorite. On that second-to-last offensive play, Joe, Josh Allen was stripped, and as he was going to throw the football, his arm bends back. He is now having an examination into the UCL tendon in his throwing elbow on that right arm. We are said to learn more in the next 24 hours or so. That's according to Sean McDermott, the head coach, of course, up in Buffalo. But his status seems slightly, at least, Joe, uncertain for a huge, huge matchup on Sunday. The Bills host the Minnesota Vikings. It's a six and a half point spread. Joe, let me ask you it like this. If Josh Allen is unavailable for this matchup against the Vikings, what do you think that number will look like come uh, come Sunday? Excuse me. Maybe like three. Three and a half. I still think the Bills are favored because of the elements. They, you know, they play much better at home and than they do on the road. Both losses this year did come on the road to Miami and New York Jets. Uh, you know, AFC East division opponents. At the end of the day, it's Kirk Cousins, too. You never know what you're going to get. Back-to-back road games for Kirk, right, in this matchup. Here's the thing. Case Keenum is a uh, is an adequate backup. He, he has a relationship with Gabe Davis and, obviously, Stephon Diggs. I, they still have a running game with Devin Singletary. They incorporated James Cook. And the front seven, led by now Gregory Rousseau, is not that bad. They're playing lights out. I like the way they're playing. Here's the issue. Long term, does this obviously affect the Buffalo Bills from winning the division and, more importantly, making a deep Mm -hmm. run into the Mm -hmm. Super Bowl? If it's 50-50, if it's a sprain, I let Josh Allen out the next couple of weeks. Let him heal up because you're going to need him. If he's out for the year, that's a terrible blow. They're they're not going to be the front runners in terms of the, the books to win the Super Bowl then. Right, of course not. But right now, Buffalo remains the favorites to win the Super Bowl, a plus 300 number, although... Every number associated with the Bills, Joe, really for the first time this year, has seen negative market movement. Is it because of the one loss to the Jets? Is it because of some of the uncertainty, the skepticism perhaps for the odds makers in what Buffalo's future is, at least here in the near future, with or without Josh Allen? What does that look like? We have seen that negative market movement. So Buffalo still the favorites in the AFC, plus 160, but they were plus 125 entering this weekend. Still the favorites. Pretty heavy odds on favorite, in fact, to win the AFC East division, but it was minus 800 just a few days ago. It's minus 3 
20 now. I think that also has to do, Joe, with the fact that Buffalo's losses this year, both of them, both of those two losses against divisional opponents on the road in Miami, on the road in New York, just this past Sunday as well. And Josh Allen, who was the preseason NFL MVP favorite, who was the favorite for all of this year, even with a very short number entering week number nine, has now the third best price. It's plus 310. Patrick Mahomes is the favorite at plus 185. And Jalen Hurts, the second best number at plus 250. So that start of the indication, Joe, that we are seeing, the market is working against Buffalo. Is it just specifically for this Sunday in the matchup against Minnesota, or does it paint a different picture for the rest of the way? We shall see. Joe, I would guess if Josh Allen does not play, this line ends at a pick I think Josh Allen is worth nearly a touchdown. That is how instrumental he is to Buffalo, to the Bills, to what they do offensively, just the overall mentality of the ceiling of this football team. And if you don't believe me, Josh Allen himself immediately after the game against New York admitted that he played like caca, that they can't win football games when he plays like that. No touchdown passes, just a little bit over 200 yards passing and two interceptions, but he still ran the ball, Joe, for 86 yards and two scores. He is Buffalo's leading rusher this year. If he is not there, I think we will see tons of movement in Minnesota's favor that really could bring this game close to a pick come Sunday afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he is. I mean, he's one of the most dynamic players in all the NFL. He's more lethal, yeah. I think, than Lamar Jackson because of how precise he is with the passing game and how dialed in he is with those wide receivers. And let's not forget Dawson Knox, the tight end. Right? He could break it apart at any particular time, just like Lamar Jackson. It's just that the continuity is there in terms of the passing game. You know what you're going to get each and every week out of Josh Allen. Without him in that lineup, now it's more short to inter media throws, that's not to take away from Case Keenum. He could chuck it as well. It's just going to look a little bit different. They don't have to defend for the RPO game either. Case Keenum ain't going to tuck it and run maybe, you know, eight to ten times in this matchup. So the edge rushers could just key on him in terms of where he is in the pocket. So that's going to be the MO of how Minnesota defends Case Keenum versus Josh Allen. It's going to be interesting. I will say this. In order for Minnesota to win this game, Uh, whether it be Keenum or whether it be Allen, they need Dalvin Cook to be effective. And they need to utilize them both ways, the passing game and the running game. And they need to obviously get Madison in there as well. But that has been still not as dynamic as I thought it would be with Dalvin Cook this year. Yeah, and it, it really hasn't been. And so we'll see how that looks for Minnesota. I have questions, Joe, about Minnesota. I've continuously been proven wrong. They keep winning football games, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they're covering numbers, at least at this point. The schedule hasn't been the hardest. Their six-game win streak that they're on that has pushed them to the 7-1 and one record. They've won each of those six games by single digits. Their only loss this year is to the Philadelphia Eagles, and yes, they are just 3-4-1 and one against the spread. I'm a little bit worried about the long-term success for the Vikings, but right now in this matchup, I think we see that reflected in the odds if Josh Allen plays a clear tier and distinction below where Buffalo is seen in the market to where Minnesota is seen in the market. But If Josh Allen does not play or if he is hampered and not able to be as efficient, this could be a very big statement win for Minnesota on the road to improve to 8-1. And, And Joe, it's the reason why they're a minus 2,200 favorite right now in the NFC North. A ridiculous, ridiculous number. It's because the Packers stink. 
The Bears have shown us some flashes of improvement offensively, but in terms of contending for the division, not going to happen. And the Lions, just a two-win football team, but one of those two wins against those Packers who stink. So it is all ahead of Minnesota, Joe. That path is certainly there for the Vikes. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, Minnesota, if you can win on the road in the NFL – You're going to be a contender, especially when you can run the football. So that was a gutty win against Washington. I'm on them at 3-1 to to win the North. It's looking good now, but it's still Kirk Cousins, right? What you see is what you get. You never know. He's got the bling on. He's playing well. If it's a 1 o'clock game, great. If it's prime time, you're holding your breath like he did in Philly uh, at the start of the year. So that's that's the concern from buying in fully for this team. But right here, right now, they deserve to be minus 2,400. What's the identity right now at Green Bay. That's really their only opponent that can really challenge unless Justin Fields makes a miraculous second half, which only time will tell. Right, Ben? Yeah, and I don't know if in terms of overall success this year, Justin Fields is there. The Chicago team is there. Now they're scoring the football, but they've traded two of their key defensive players in Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn over the past two weeks. I don't think in terms of stacking up wins, Chicago is going to make a run at Minnesota in the NFC North. You still think at some point maybe the Green Bay Packers figure it out, but they have a ton of ground to make up. When you look at it just from the divisional standing standpoint, Joe, Minnesota right now is 7-1. and one. Green Bay is three and six. That is a four and a half game difference. If you add in the fact that Minnesota already took game number one of this year against the Packers on the road, the opening Sunday of the year, at home, the opening Sunday of the year for Minnesota, I should say, in the Twin Cities, you could make an argument it's closer to a five game advantage for the Vikings in the division at the moment. Obviously, they have to play each other again. It might get right rid of that tiebreaker advantage. It could be a huge statement for Green Bay later in the season. I think it's the second to last week of the regular season, but that is where Minnesota stands right now, Joe, in pole position, and rightfully so, the best odds of any team to win any division in all of the National Football League. Joe, speaking of those Packers, there's this idea that the billing for Sunday at Lambeau against the Dallas Cowboys, America's Game of the Week, is a bitter rivalry between two of the more storied franchises, of course, in the National Football League in its history. I don't really see the Packers and the Cowboys as bitter rivals like they might have been in the last couple of decades. But here we are, Joe, with the 2022 version, the Cowboys fresh off the bye. The Packers continuing to struggle, now three games below 500, And it's Dallas, Joe, as a five-point road favorite in Green Bay, Wisconsin on Sunday at the frozen tundra, if it's going to be cold, up there in Green Bay. Joe, when you see that five-point spread in favor of the Cowboys, what does it say to you? What does it say to you that Dallas is a five-point road favorite? Well, you know, five is always a key number in college football, and I want to say in in the NFL, it's right in the middle, right? Uh, That four and that seven. It's sort of an indication to me to take the dog. It it always is. Whenever you see a flat five on the road with the team, I'm always inclined to take the home dog in that type of environment. I could go back. uh, I never forget Geno Smith back in 20, I think it was 2006, laying five against uh, Texas Tech. They lost the ball game outright. They went in undefeated. That five number, you could go back and look at the flat five that's always an indication to me to take the underdog so I might blindly bet Aaron Rodgers and I'm sure there's some crazy stat every time Aaron Rodgers is an underdog at home when he puts on red underwear he covers he's like 46 (laughs) and one so I'm sure they'll get that all week 
Well, I hope he wears some red under for well, red underwear for this storied rivalry matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. We'll have plenty more on football full circle. A college football look up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on Football Full Circle, he's Joe Lisi. He's the mastermind of the college football pigskin. And I am Ben Stevens. Joe, tonight, on this Tuesday evening, we will get the second reveal of the college football playoff rankings of this 2022 season. And following all that we saw this past Saturday, week number 10, the first Saturday in November, I think there is going to be quite a shakeup at the top. Of course, Georgia holds serve in between the hedges inside Sanford Stadium on Saturday. Physically dominating, manhandling, whatever way you want to put it, Tennessee in that top three tilt. So the Vols' time at the top of the rankings was short-lived. I believe Georgia will be the number one team in the country when we get those rankings tonight. I feel like everybody feels Georgia is going to be number one. But of course, Alabama goes down on the road. The Tide's second loss of this season in Baton Rouge against LSU. And Clemson knocked off by Notre Dame in South Bend on Saturday evening as well. So Joe, as you try to estimate what the college football playoff selection committee is going to do tonight who's in your top four well it's going to be georgia it's going to be ohio state i think michigan might be in there ben i really do and obviously with the loss you know to to uh to clemson uh you know i'm i'm just i'm i'm torn in terms of tcu because i think tcu might make it in there i will say tcu i'll go michigan and tcu i think it's going to look top heavy in terms of how we adjusted the big 10 because the big uh, the the committee knows that ohio state and michigan are a crunch course in terms of the final regular season finale yeah. i think they benefit tcu just the way they benefited and gave the the stamp of approval to tennessee last week so that's going to be my top four heading into tuesday night this is my top four joe 
And I will be a little bit angry if this is not the top four the committee gives us this evening. In this exact order, number one, Georgia, number two, Ohio State, number three, Michigan, and number four, TCU. Now, I do believe there is a world out there that despite TCU being one of the four remaining unbeaten teams at the FBS level in college football alongside Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan, they do keep the Horned Frogs out of that fourth spot. Because, and I do hear this argument, Tennessee's only loss this year was on the road in Athens against the now number one team in the country in what was previously a top three tilt, and the Vols were already booked as a nine and a half point underdog, not expected to win that football game outright, but they didn't cover. They weren't even close. They didn't score a touchdown until late in the fourth quarter. And Georgia stepping up once again, reminding us why they are the national champs and how that defense, although not maybe as good or elite as last year because it was a historically good defense, is still one of the best in all of college football. So I could hear the argument for Tennessee at four. But here's my point, Joe. TCU is the lone remaining unbeaten team in the Big 12. TCU is the lone remaining unbeaten team in the Big 12 in conference action. TCU is the Big 12's conference's best shot of getting back to the college football playoff. And I understand TCU is booked as a touchdown underdog on the road this Saturday night in Austin in what will be a top 20 tilt against Texas, we would presume, based on the rankings. But TCU is deserving of this recognition right now. TCU is a 7-1-1 against the spread football team. It is the second best cover percentage in all of the sport. If I hear Boo Corrigan, the selection committee chair tonight, say TCU does not deserve a top four bid or a top five nod because they've had to come back and win football games, I am going to lose my mind. TCU, Joe, in my mind, is the fourth best team or at least the fourth most deserving team in college football at the moment. Oh, yeah, they are. They really are. And we we talk about new blood, right? We had it last year with Cincinnati and Michigan, right? So there's new blood in terms of the first rankings with Tennessee and their performance 8-0 heading into the last week's matchup. They deserve to be there, and they deserve to be the top team for knocking off Alabama and Nick Saban. TCU deserves to be there. The, the Big 12 was on the outside looking in with both Baylor and Oak State last year. You know, if it was Oak State, we we had talked about it all offseason. If it was Oak State that wins that ball game by six inches, they're in the college football playoff over Cincinnati. Now we're going to reward TCU. It's deserving. It's deserving. So... I don't know. Only time will tell because we know the committee does crazy things, right? So it wouldn't shock you if TCU is, let's say, number five tonight. Yeah. No, I mean, it wouldn't, right? And it wouldn't, but it would make me angry because, Joe, I'm a believer. Maybe it's a little bit different than how you see it or how some others might. I believe that each week of the rankings does matter. I understand everything plays itself out. If TCU loses its football game on Saturday night in Austin, it doesn't matter where the Horned Frogs will rank entering that matchup. But I believe these rankings do matter each and every week because of what the committee is telling us with each and every ranking. How are they evaluating what they are seeing in college football? What are the certain metrics they are looking at this year that might differ from years past? Because there is no set protocol. There is no set guideline the committee needs to follow each and every year. We know some of the biggest keys that they have pointed to over the eight-year history of the CFP, the importance of a conference championship, the importance of winning a conference title, the importance 
importance of strength of schedule. Who are you matching up again and when? And how does that look for your overall resume? Those are some things we've all kind of followed throughout the eight-year history, Joe, of this way of crowning a national champion in college football. But they're not beholden to any system. There's not a formula they put in. We don't have the BCS. We don't even have the net ranking they use to decide the field of 68 for the NCAA men's basketball tournament. We don't have those kind of things here for the college football playoff selection committee. It's a crew of 13 members that sits in a room in Grapevine, Texas, apparently all watches football games together, and then has the same debate that Joe and I are having right now on these airwaves. So when they reveal a new ranking, when a new list of 25 comes out, in some form or fashion, Joe, it tells us what they are looking for. It tells us what they have previously been looking at in what it means the rest of the way. So, using that logic, if they say TCU is number five and Tennessee is number four, that means to me the Horn Frogs have so much ground to make up. The Horn Frogs cannot have a blemish on the record this year, even if they are the Big 12 Conference champion, and they will still give the benefit of the doubt to the SEC in terms of how they evaluate that conference and evaluate the teams at the top of said conference. And to me, Joe, that would be frustrating based on what TCU has done this year. Oh, absolutely, right? And we know that they're going to give the SEC the benefit of the doubt, right? And TCU doesn't have a margin for error. They really don't. They can't be one loss and in the college football playoff unless Armageddon happens over the last three weeks of the regular season. They need to be undefeated. They need to be the Big 12 champion. And at the end of the day, I don't think they get in without that type of opportunity because or resume, because the committee would much rather take a one-loss Michigan team or Ohio State for rankings and TV viewership. And let's not forget, you know, the other competition in terms of a one-loss conference champion in the Pac-12, whether it be Oregon, USC, or UCLA, whichever team is standing in the end, if it's TCU with one loss in a Big 12 or a Pac-12 champion, I hate to say it, but they're taking the Pac-12 over the Big 12 in that type of situation or scenario. Last year, the Big 12 champion might have had a shot at the college football playoff despite having one loss, even in favor of a perfect Cincinnati Bears Bearcats team because Cincinnati played in a group of five conference. Joe, as I'm looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, I was going to reference the national championship odds to give us the picture of how the odds stack up ahead of tonight's second rankings of the year. But the college football playoff rankings, or at least the odds on FanDuel, have come out once again. And I'm slightly surprised to see one of the teams that is still favored to make the CFP. Georgia has the best price. It's minus 950. Ohio State has the second best number. They are minus 700. Tennessee, Joe. Tennessee is still a minus 210 favorite to get into the college football playoff. That's very interesting to me. Because we're going to have a change of scope, obviously, in the SEC West with Alabama already suffering its second loss of the year. LSU already has two losses. The Bayou Bengals now in pole position in that division, controlling its own path to that SEC championship game. And if the SEC East wins that championship game, mainly Georgia wins that championship game, it does open up a path for a one-loss Tennessee team that did not play in its conference title game. However, Joe, a minus 210 favorite? Tennessee is that strongly favored still to get into the college football playoff? To me, 
That's a bad number. To me, that's a little bit frustrating to see. Yeah, well, they're getting the love. They're drinking the orange Kool-Aid. That's exactly what's going on right now, and Joe Poe loves the Tennessee Volunteers. It's going to be interesting. Again, we talk about national recognized teams, right? Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. Now it's Tennessee. They don't the, the, half the college football average fan doesn't know about TCU and Max Duggan, right? They don't know about Sonny Dykes. They're like under the radar, just the way Baylor and Oklahoma State were much of last year. So. It, <sighs> This game with Texas will will really bring it to the table. If they go on the road in Austin as a seven-point dog and abuse the Longhorns by ten points or more, they're going to be in the top four, and they're going to be in the driver's seat, meaning no margin of error the rest of the way. So I do feel they'll have an opportunity to make up for it if they're not in the top four later tonight. To me, Joe, that seven-point spread for Austin on Saturday night is a preseason number. It is a ratings and evaluation number that is not caught up with where these two football teams are at this moment. I understand what Texas did against Kansas State last weekend, but that was a one-score game where the Wildcats were trying to come back and win that football game with Adrian Martinez, who was banged up the previous two weeks. And I know Kansas State was the slight home underdog. They did not cover that number. Texas did. But this seven-point spread, and I know the game's in Austin, And I know that the Longhorns are going to look at this as their spot to get back into the Big 12 championship game. But it's a preseason number that I don't think truly evaluates TCU in the way that they should. And when you look at TCU's odds, Joe, to make the college football playoff, they are plus 800. It is the fifth longest price. There are only available right now 18 numbers, 18 teams. Not even, excuse me. One, two, three, 14 teams, excuse me. 14 teams with a number in college football to make the college football playoff. And TCU has the fifth longest price. That means 10 of 14 in that ranking. To me, there's value on the Horn Frogs. To me, that's a mispriced team that the market hasn't caught up with yet. I might look silly come Sunday if they get smashed on the road in Austin. And again, this all takes care of itself. But it's a very intriguing number at the moment. It is, and they've owned the Texas Longhorns in recent years, right? So they've won two straight against them. At the end of the day, you know, in that regard, Texas hasn't, from a defensive perspective, looked all that great. They looked a little bit better in terms of the first half against Kansas State last week, but anything can happen. It's Big 12 football, so we'll see how it plays out. I mean to TCU early on. I lean to TCU early on as well, at least in covering that number. TCU has only been an underdog once this year, a five-point dog against Oklahoma. They absolutely routed those Sooners. We'll round out the show up next here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back on Football Full Circle. Just a couple more minutes left here on FFC. So, Joe, as we get ready for the second college football playoff rankings reveal of this season tonight, we do have those refresh-make-playoff odds available on the FanDuel Sportsbook. We have talked about Tennessee as a minus-210 favorite, still in a minus-money way. TCU, plus 800. A couple other numbers stand out to me. The three teams in minus-money, Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee. Michigan is the fourth best price at plus 140 and then a run of Pac-12 teams Oregon plus 250 USC plus 340 Clemson plus 340 and then UCLA plus 470 so Joe out of those plus money prices the Pac-12 has three of the five best numbers it goes to show that there is still a contention spot for the Pac-12 teams Oh, absolutely. Now, they're going to knock each other out, right? We have Oregon-Washington, a rivalry game this week. UCLA and USC, I believe, kick off next weekend. So whichever team is standing at the end, they're going to be there. Assuming that they win the Pac-12 championship, they're going to have very good odds. You just got to pick the team that you believe is going to be there, and I'm going to take a shot on the Bruins. I think in terms of the three Pac-12 teams, I think if they got into a revenge spot with Oregon and Bo Nix, they would win that ballgame. I'm buying into Chip Kelly. I've been backing them all year, and they have an opportunity to win the Pac-12. They certainly do have that opportunity to win the Pac-12, Joe. A little bit later this week, I'm sure we'll get those updated conference odds. I cannot wait to see what the Pac-12 has in store, knowing how monumental next Saturday is in that conference. Not just USC and UCLA, but Oregon will host Utah up in Autzen Stadium as well. And I cannot wait to see what the SEC title odds say after LSU was taking control of the West and Georgia, of course, knocking off Tennessee this past Saturday. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll have a reaction to the second college football playoff rankings of the year on tomorrow's show, but keep it locked right here in the Sports Grid Radio Network. The Money Line is up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.